Welcome to Headroom, where we discuss all things essential to mental health and well-being. I'm your host, Jim Owens, a licensed professional counselor at Lansing Community College. Before we begin, I'd like to emphasize that while this podcast does not constitute psychotherapy, it does introduce you to some phenomenal people who have incredible ideas for you in your life. Having said that, let's get into the headroom and begin today's conversation with Sam Boltman, one of our advisors here at LCC. Welcome. Thanks for coming on. All right. Excited to be here. Yeah, I know this is your first radio show. Yeah, this is the first time, so everything feels new. Well, I'm a counselor, and you're actually a a licensed professional counselor, too. I am. So let me just check in with how are you feeling right now being on on radio, and we're also being video recorded. How are your your feelings at? Cautious. (laughs) This is going to go down in history, right? Right. (laughs) It's going to be reviewed. This will be reviewed. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. I mean, we know obviously you work at LCC and I know you as a, as a counselor and we have that in common, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, what do you want people to know about you a little bit? I think, uh, I mean, in the college setting, the first thing that I think of is I'm a first generation college student. Oh, I didn't know that. My dad poured concrete uh, his whole life and still is. This is his last season. So I, uh-huh. I grew up in a blue collar family kind of northwest of Kalamazoo. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom worked as a as a bank teller, uh, and I got the encouragement to go for mm. higher education because they didn't have those mm-hmm. chances. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, working at a college, having been able to go at, mm-hmm. to college, I feel a lot of gratitude for the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's kind of how I got interested in helping people uh, yeah, like yeah. get to where they want to go, whether that's in academic advising or whether that's uh, something that they're working through in yeah. personal counseling. Yeah. I think that's kind of why I wanted to be a, a helper. No, I can see that you want to lift people up to a higher yeah. st- station in life, but also health as well. Right. And your parents did that for you. I mean, I didn't know you were a first generation student. These are the things like we meet yep. people. You have a master's degree. Yep. I mean, you, went to, you went far. <laughs> right. When you started, you were like, I'm going to be the first one. Yeah. I'm going to go up to where 8% of the population yeah. lands. Yeah. My wife is actually a clinical psychologist. <gasps> yeah. And so I always kind of joke. I'm like, I'm just a master's level clinician. Yeah. <laughs> not a fancy doctor. Yeah, like she's the doctor. Yeah. yeah. But that's a that's a huge generational jump mm-hmm. for it to come from, as you say, blue collar workers, literally yep. laying cement and pouring cement. Right to you work in, you are an academic, you work in academia and your wife's a scholar and she's a psychologist. That's, yep. That's a big jump. Did it feel like a big jump? Yeah, I think it felt like a jump. I think in the same way, like I still enjoy the blue collar work. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, this, Mm -hmm. like the work of counseling and advising Mm -hmm. is so process oriented that I love it, but I also want to do things physically with my body that kind of fill up my cup. Like I like to mow the lawn and see the stripes be just so Mm -hmm. I like to paint the room. Like I like to get the project done where I can also see a result. Yeah. Yeah. To balance the process oriented work with like a tangible physical result. Yeah. I think is a, is a healthy framework to approach. I can relate to that. I don't know if you knew this, but my dad was a builder. So I grew up swinging hammers and building, you know, framing houses and, Mm-hmm. drywalling and like all of the things mm-hmm. but both of our work and this I think is relatable to students in a second here it's pretty it's kind of abstract the outcome that we get as, yeah. as helpers and healers and I think that's kind of part of the experience of being a college student like you're laboring away in class right and you don't exactly see like you're at week eight of calculus but it doesn't feel like you've right. gone anywhere necessarily mm-hmm. except yeah when somebody's laboring through like say like some general education courses yeah it 
it really can be a hard thing to sit there and be like delayed gratification. That's it. It's coming. Right. You're not there yet, but you're going to get there. Like keep the faith, keep moving, keep going. Yeah. You know, and then even in the end, after so many years of laboring, what we hope for our students and what we got was this piece of paper. Right. It's a diploma. Right. I know. <laughs> well, not, the- not just that, Jim. <laughs> yeah. Potentially tens of thousands of dollars a student. Well, that's what, <laughs> oh, that too. Yeah, 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 that's right. College isn't getting any cheaper. Yeah. But that's also like in terms of all the work we put in, we get little report cards at the end of the semester. Yeah. But it is hard, I think, for students to stay motivated. Right. It was for me, especially mm-hmm. through gen ed. Obviously, the further we got in our education, the more interesting it became. And right. finally, we were studying the thing we really loved. Sure. But before that, you're getting through a lot of gen ed and it's hard to, isn't it? I guess it's kind of hard to stay motivated when you don't see a product coming as the result of your labor. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I encourage my students like as much as possible, like begin with the end in mind. Mm-hmm. Try to see if you can identify a goal or a place mm-hmm. where you can see yourself. Mm-hmm. Because if you can find your purpose. Yeah. You know, then it, it can make some of the things that feel mon- more mundane, mm-hmm. like you have a reason to fight for it. Yeah. Yeah. If you can see, like sometimes I use the image of dominoes, if you can see these dominoes that are going to fall, mm-hmm. you know which one you're, you've got to go topple next, whether that's history or humanities or writing. Right. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. So were you prepared for college when you went? Yeah, I felt prepared academically. Like I yeah. didn't feel like the classes were above me. I mm-hmm. Like I worked in high school, but then I also worked after. Mm. I feel like I was busier in high school sometimes than yeah. I was like now, but I felt academically prepared, but yeah. I didn't feel prepared for like, how do I pick a career or how do I pick a major? Uh, like yeah. I was one of those kids that changed mm-hmm. their majors several times. Mm-hmm. And there was some foreshadowing of like, I kind of enjoyed reading <laughs> like through the little curriculum books. And yeah. I was like, that was a precursor mm-hmm. to, I think, being an advisor. Mm-hmm. Um, I like solving that puzzle of, mm-hmm. How do I strategically plot the next mm-hmm. path? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a lot of what advisors do is they teach some critical thinking, yeah. some problem solving skills yeah. um, of how to, you know, approach a decision. Yeah. You know, that's one of the things we, we teach in advising. How, how stuck are do you think about students with how stuck are students with their I'm not sure what I want to do. I don't know what my purpose is yet. I mean, do you hear that? A lot or yeah, I, th- I think that's not a new issue. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think that's s- developmentally, that's part of the human experience is like, where do I fit in the world? Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially with our college students today, though, mm-hmm. coming out of COVID, mm-hmm. out of isolation, yeah. back into a world that isn't the same. Where do I fit? Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a big big question Mm. and so you have to balance meeting that person with a lot of empathy and also Mm. trying to give them some real tangible options to say Mm -hmm. here are some tools you can put in your toolkit Mm -hmm. yeah that concept of where do you fit I'm thinking back to what it was like when I was a freshman in college and of course Mm -hmm. when I came to school and and people have heard this before I kind of followed in my father's footsteps I went to college to be an architect not not a big difference from from um, building but where I thought I fit in the world was kind of a different idea than where I wanted to fit. Okay. Like eventually I got to this notion, like, I think I want to be an academic. I think I want to mm-hmm. be a counselor. Yeah. I think I want to be a professor. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that fits. Like I just didn't have mm-hmm. enough background to know if you would have asked me, what do I think I can do versus what I want to do? Right. I would have given you very different answers. Mm-hmm. Do you encounter that with students? Like, yeah, I, I think so. I think the preconceived notions are pretty powerful. Yeah. Um, I mean, 
we know that too, like family of origin, you know, personal history plays a tremendous influence. And so that it makes a big, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's a big difference there. And then people's brains aren't fully developed typically with the frontal lobe till they're 25, 26, 27 sometimes. So you're in a developmentally interesting stage in life, trying to make big decisions for the rest of your life. Um, so I always admire kind of the spirit of our community college students in particular who are also working, balancing adult lives and then trying to better themselves with, uh, with their education. They do a remarkable job. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm still always struck by students who feel sometimes reticent to talk about or ashamed about, they want to change their major, which I know Mm -hmm. you hear too. And they're like, well, are we allowed to do that? You know, yeah. like I, like you say, developmentally, we discover things about ourselves in classes. Right. Sometimes we get mm-hmm. like, for me, psychology class, things started switching on for me and relationship conversations going in certain directions. Things right. started switching on for me. I thought, man, designing houses is really sounds cool, but right. people are, seem cooler. I think right. I'm more interested <laughs> in people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's an interesting thing. So one more thing about your college experience. I mean, you had the support of your family behind you as in mm-hmm. we want this for you. They didn't exactly forewarn you of what you were going to experience when you got there because they hadn't been there themselves. Right. Um, like you might say to people, well, you're probably going to change your major a few times mm-hmm. and probably yeah. need to go through this huge developmental process and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, was there stuff that made that difficult, that transition difficult, not having the support of, well, I don't know if support's the right word, but if you know, like uh, where they had a map kind of laid out for you, like, Sam, you're going to go to college. This is what it's going to be like. Yeah. I mean, was, that, was that challenging to kind of be the first generation? Yeah, I think there is some challenge inherent yeah. to it. I think there's just a lot that you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And I didn't even know, like, what are some of the questions to even ask? Good point. What are the scholarships to even look for? Right. I started grad school, for example. It's not mm-hmm. undergrad, but I didn't even know there was a thing such a thing as like a graduate assistantship yeah. or a teaching assistantship. Yeah. Um, so those things were mm-hmm. different, yeah, absolutely. you know, and that's some of that institutional knowledge you, you might've known, but at the same time, I think kind of the blue collar background mm-hmm. provided me with a, like a lot of grit. Like mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not oh, giving up. Man. I'm going to, you know, slug my way through this. Yeah. So I had some, yeah, you have the benefits of your background too, yeah, yeah, not yeah. just the detriments of it. Yeah, the, the, you had some liabilities, but you had some assets yep. that yeah, you absolutely. could apply. Yeah, yeah. Was there anything or a, t- a time when you were in college when you were like, maybe this isn't for me? Maybe I'll go work in dad's business or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I don't think there was ever a time in college where I thought I'm going to give up and not earn my degree. I think I did have a moment where I had a two semester foreign language requirement. Mm. And I think I'd done the first year of a foreign language class and then I'd waited or skipped the Mm. second year for Mm -hmm. like years. And so (laughs) I had forgotten like most of what I'd learned in the 101 uh, Spanish course and then came to my senior year. And I remember I'd done a semester abroad in Budapest and I did some some language stuff there Uh and I went into the registrar's office and I I said, hey, can you you make something happen for me? (laughs) That was the time where I was like, I really don't want to do this. And I was fortunate that... Uh, they were a kind person and, wow. and sub that that out for me. Sub that experience for yep. your foreign language. Awesome. Yep. yep. <laughs> so lesson is go abroad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Probably inspires you to give grace when you can. Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah, oh, absolutely. I think we can make that apply. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yep. So 
um, let's talk about mental health. This is sure. maybe our, I don't know if it's our main interest probably, but yeah. uh, it is for me for sure. And I know it is for you, but it, we think about it in different ways and the different roles we, we serve in. But right. what do you think are some of the challenges that students are facing right now with regard to their mental health? I think there are several, yeah. and I'll preface it with saying that there typically aren't simple solutions to complex problems. Yeah. Uh, what I what I really think the main problem is is isolation. Okay. I see, I think that people are wired for connection. Mm -hmm. They're wired to get to know each other, mm -hmm. sit across the room from one another. Mm -hmm. And I, I think at a commuter campus like LCC, mm -hmm. coming in person, like the connection, like some of the, it's harder to do yeah. than it was pre-pandemic. Yeah. And so we're coming up with lots of creative ways to, to get that yeah. connection done. But I think ultimately... To miss to be virtual, mm -hmm. like in high school, mm -hmm. to not go to some of the to the prom, to yeah. the graduation, to have some of the the marker events that you and I remember, yeah, yeah. and then to come into college and to have that be new, yeah. but then to be doing it with other people that weren't connecting, you weren't connecting with your your, yeah. your peers three years ago, yeah. pick it up now, yeah. That's that's the hard bit. So if I had to just choose one, yeah. and there's several, I would say isolation one. and reintegration yeah. of community of relationships. Yeah. I think that's the challenge. Yeah, I see it like like that exactly. I see that myself, but maybe in two ways. One is not only are they isolated, but because they've been isolated for the last few years, their skill set is pretty rusty at mm -hmm. how to get back right. into relationship with people. Right. It's that type of thing where like, I'm married now, like my spouse is mm -hmm. a wonderful person, but if I had to go back into the dating pool, <laughs> oh goodness, like I'd be rusty, like, uh, yeah. hi, you know, yeah. and so yeah. it's that type of thing. Yeah. If you haven't been social yeah. for a minute, yeah. But then you would have to, using that as an analogy, you'd have to be willing to be vulnerable and awkward and exactly. like, trip over yourself, yep. all in pursuit of this greater good. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yep. And it's kind of like, well, maybe the temperature of this, this water is good enough where I'm at right, right now. It could be a little warmer over there. Yep. I'm not sure if it's worth it, right? right. Like, yeah, I see that. And I've heard other people say on the, on the show here, like isolation. And I don't know if we would have said that to the same extent pre-pandemic. Right. I think we probably would have still brought that up. Yep. But I think you're right. Like having missed out on these major hallmarks of these rites of passage mm -hmm. and then at our school, it's it's largely commuter school, and I was commenting to someone earlier. It actually wasn't like that four or five years ago. You'll remember there were students all over the place. Right. We had a huge cafeteria with multiple restaurants. Mm -hmm. We had seating all over campus, uh, outside and inside. People were hanging out and studying together mm -hmm. and, and getting food together. And just like it seemed, you know, I know we have a lot of students back on campus, but it's still kind of dart in, dart out mm -hmm. a little bit right now. Yep. And I know we're working on as a campus to try to figure out how to help people feel like they can s stay here and make more connection. But yeah. I don't know. Do you have any advice for for people when you talk to them about? I mean, this is what you'd recommend. You probably need more connection. Here's mm -hmm. how you can get it. Or I know you said there's no simple solutions. Yeah, I think in general, like when you think of like what are the things that I love doing? Mm -hmm. What are the things that are my hobbies or my pursuits? Mm -hmm. 
And whether that's through an LCC club or organization, whether that's a specific career community here, mm-hmm. or whether it's in the greater Lansing community, like if you love playing tennis, hop online, try to find a group of folks who love playing tennis, yeah. who love doing some of the same things that you might love yeah. doing. Or, you know, we've got the Michigan Reconnect scholarship here at LCC. You think, hey, you know what? That's going to be lowered to age 21. I can come back in, I can come to school, I can learn some things that I always wanted to learn that can connect me with a specific community that maybe I couldn't have been connected with before. Like maybe I wanted to work on cars. Hey, I could come in and take an auto course. I could come in and take a welding class. Those are the types of things that I think if you can stay curious to keep learning and Mm -hmm. find people who are curious about some of the similar things that you Mm -hmm. are, Mm -hmm. I think that's a non-pressurized way mm-hmm. to meet somebody yeah. cuz to sit kind of inorganically to say hey I'd love to get to know you <laughs> like that can be hard if you're just mm-hmm. like there's a cup of coffee in mm-hmm. the middle of the table like let's talk you yeah, know right. that's a lot more like it's not as organic of a yeah. conversation yeah. whereas I feel like if you have something like a shared activity yeah. that's easier and so that would be my advice. Not that it's easy, yeah, yeah. but to find to find activities and hobbies that you could share with probably, someone. Probably the irony here is that it's probably easier now than it ever has been to find a group right. that you have an affinity with. Yep. However, right. <laughs> right. it might be harder now than it's ever been right. to get ourselves out the door and mm-hmm. into that group because probably whatever we're into, there's it's easy to find that group online somewhere. Yep. And... I could probably get myself there mm-hmm. if they're meeting in public, which frankly, a lot of them are. I mean, some right. are meeting online, doing their thing. You can't play tennis online, but yep. there's a lot of other things that people are doing online now that they used to right. do face to face. So it's, yeah, it's kind of a great irony, right? Like it's probably easier to do this. And I do have these conversations with students too. And I think they know that this would be good for them, right? but they're just not totally motivated to like take that risk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And well, it's, it's like exercise, Uh, I'm reading a book called spark, which is the connection Mm. between essentially exercise and brain health. It argues Uh that, uh, that essentially like your body, your physical health is that's a secondary benefit to the benefit to your brain. Yeah. That's the author's hypothesis. So it it, it takes practice. It takes mm -hmm. some commitment. What about other things? Have you thought of other things you wanted to say about what are essential to mental health besides connection? Besides connection, I think one general thing again, but I, I would argue that most people, and this includes myself, mm-hmm. uh, most people are pain avoidant mm, Yep. and being pain avoidant, ultimately pain is part of your story and yep. to, to integrate the pain, mm-hmm. to talk about your story, to mm-hmm. acknowledge it mm-hmm. and then not to have that pain get to have the only seat at the table. Yeah. I think when people are really hurting, their pain needs to be acknowledged and they need to make it congruent with their story. Yeah. But also to encourage that person and to recognize there is more to your story than just your pain. Yeah. 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 I can see that. Like people, and then you and I both do this. Part of our job is to help them turn around and look at it. Right. And they don't want to do that because they think that's the only thing that's there. Right. Is pain. Yep. And what you're saying is like, there's a whole lot more to you as a human being in mm-hmm. this story than that moment of pain or that yeah. experience of pain. Even if it was longstanding and frequent, mm-hmm. there's more to it than that. Yeah. Yeah. What's it like to lead somebody into that p- 
part of their life and, and try to help walk them through that? Because I know that's one of the things you do as a counselor. Is yeah, I think, I think a lot of times folks want to stay there. In the pain? Yeah. Ooh. In, in other words, to not let go, to say, this is uh, it. This is what happened. Yeah. I can't move forward because of the pain. Yeah. That's the challenge yeah. to say to a person that is kind of in the hole mm-hmm. who's hurting yep. to say there is light up here. Yeah. How do we, we crawl up and see that there's more than just this yeah. part of you? I like internal family systems. Yeah, me too. You know, and uh, yeah. that that theory that there are many parts of ourselves and to yeah. try to compliment a person to say, you know, this part of you that was so anxious, that was yeah. hurting, this got you through some really difficult yeah. times. Yeah. And now this part of you, it doesn't have to work yeah. so hard. It doesn't have to work as hard as it has been working. Mm-hmm. And we can allow some other parts of you, the mm-hmm. the silly part of you or the right, comedic part right, of you right. to also get a seat at the table yeah. and reintroduce parts of themselves that they've forgotten about or that yeah. they've lost. Yeah. Um, I think if you can do that to show them other parts of themselves that they can help remember yeah. that helps them remember that they're more than, than just their pain too. Yeah. Like they, I guess what you're saying, and I know IFS a little bit, Richard Schwartz, if you want to read more people, mm-hmm. yep. um, they over identify with that pain. Maybe yep. and that's the major character in their story, Yep. which it is a defi- I mean, these moments of pain in our lives, let's just call them traumas, whatever you want. They are defining moments in our story. They mm-hmm. are major turning points in our yeah. stories. But they are not the story itself. I mean, who would want that to be the whole story, right? right. The, the beginning, the end, yeah. the middle. And we don't want that for anybody. We want freedom for them on the other side of that. Exactly. Um, ooh. So how do they get that with the help of a counselor, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> yep. it's really, this is a difficult task to mm-hmm. do on one's own. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. And I think there was an analogy from a counseling professor that always resonated with Mm. me. And it was kind of a weird triangle of like self awareness will Mm -hmm. then lead to self understanding, Mm -hmm. which then can lead to change Mm -hmm. and helping folks understand what's happening around them, where they've been that allows them to utilize some of the strengths that they already have to then go, okay, where do I want to go? Um, but until you address like what's happened, and also, like, what am I feeling? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You probably run into this, like, sometimes particularly with uh, a male client, maybe, mm-hmm. but to say, like, oh, I, well, I don't do emotions. And I was oh, like, yeah. I've never met one of those before. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, all human beings do emotions, mm-hmm. and emotions are also a gift. Yeah. They're telling us something about our story, even emotions that are considered bad, like yeah. anger. That's, that's letting you know Ooh, something's yeah. not right. You know, so yeah, I want to, yeah, I want to reframe that a little bit because I taught a class, I think it was a counseling skills class and there was a chapter in it that had all the feeling words. Mm -hmm. Like there was a page that had all the feeling words, two things to know. One, the negative feelings list was massive. It was like Mm -hmm. 50 words (laughs) and the positive feelings words was like 20. (laughs) It was like half (laughs) this, you've seen these before, but I had all my students scratch out positive and negative feelings and I had them rewrite in their books, pleasant and unpleasant. Because there's really no such thing as a negative emotion to me. I just wanted yeah. them to reframe it to like some feelings are fun to feel and some yeah. feelings are not fun to feel. No, that's a but good word. They're needed. To, you have to feel them. Mm-hmm. Like gr- grieving is, it's not fun. Mm-hmm. It's painful to go through loss, but you cannot stall. You can stall yourself from going through it if you want. And then you're stuck there. And that's the feeling you're going to feel for a long time. Yeah. Unless you can get through the other side mm-hmm. of it. 
So good. Yeah, right? Like I love pleasant, that. unpleasant. Mm-hmm. Those are kind of 1950s words, maybe. Yeah. Ple- how do you feel pleasant? I don't yeah. know. It feels a little <laughs> old-fashioned, but yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's 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 huge. That's a big task. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big it's a lifelong project, probably for, for most of us. Yeah. And I think that is part of the point, right? Mm-hmm. I think this kind of work it is process oriented. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I don't feel that you get to the end and like, well, now I'm a completed work. Yeah. I feel like uh, we're trying to fill the cup up as we, as we go. Yeah. You and I aren't products. We're processes. Exactly. We're never done. Right. This, this cement is never cured. Mm-hmm. It's never, <laughs> the house is never like, yeah. there's, there's this for sale sign out front. It's never done. Mm-hmm. Actually houses are never done. Right. That's I mean, that's true. kind of a thing. Yeah. As homeowners. No, don't remind me. <laughs> houses are never done and people we're never done either, but we're working on it as we yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got a couple minutes left. Anything else you want to share, like tips or ideas for students on mental health or anything? Uh, I guess I go back to the the book that I was reading. I think talk therapy is incredibly beneficial. Mm -hmm. I think it's wonderful. I think many of the things like medications, if you need an antidepressant or an Mm -hmm. anti-anxiety, absolutely talk with your general practitioner and consider doing that. I think those things need to be normalized. And at the same time, exercise, good sleep, like the basic hygiene of mental health. If you're feeling down, it's not the time to be using alcohol or other substances. If you're feeling down, like going for a run or getting in the gym Mm -hmm. or really getting your body to sweat, Mm -hmm. the connection between your body and your mind is so strong. I'm such a huge believer in that. And especially as the winter months approach, be as active as you can be. Moving your body is one of the best things that's in your power, like Mm -hmm. in your locus of control Mm -hmm. that you can do for your mental health. So that'd be my, my other tip is to really pay attention to your physical health because it's the same thing as your mental health. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. I'm going to have a few guests on the show here in the next couple of months that are physical fitness people Mm -hmm. because I I believe very strongly the same as you about, and we know from the research, exercise and sleep are the two main things you really need to, and we all know this, we've all been told this since like kindergarten or whatever, high school health class. Yep. But, and I like, I appreciate that you underscored, come see a therapist if Mm -hmm. you want to work through this stuff because we're out here. Yep. And if you go and see a counselor and it wasn't a great fit, it's because relationship is really one of the most important ingredients in counseling. If mm-hmm. it doesn't feel right, go to the next counselor. Yep. Right. Cause you, the techniques are very similar, but the people are different Yeah. and that matters a lot. So yeah. I would say here at LCC and I'll wrap up the episode with this is if you are currently enrolled student at LCC and you want access to free mental health care counseling, you have it. Mm-hmm. You, you can see there's four counselors on staff here. We're pretty busy, but we have openings. Mm-hmm. So if you want that, you can come in. If you want to learn more about that, students can go to lcc.edu slash counseling. And I want to thank you again, Sam, for coming on the, the headroom and sharing your wisdom with us. It was great to be here. I loved it. Cool. Thank you. Thank you.